a lot of people talk about uh, brand building, and but not everyone has the right, I guess in our minds, kind of the, you know, the right vocabulary or the way to think about it. So the structure that we've, you know, created is a way to sort of walk through this. So What's up, branding experts, Arik here at eBay Design. And in this episode, I interview Kevin Budoman, and we talk about the process of brand building. And Kevin is a co-founder and president of People Design, which is a strategic design firm based in Michigan, United States. He works in business, brand, and service design for over 30 years. And Kevin is focused on building brands since his first job at Herman Miller, which is the iconic global design brand based in Michigan as well. So in addition to that, Kevin also co-wrote Brand Identity Essentials, 100 Principles for Building Brands. And this is the book that we are going to talk about today. This book is for designers and educators worldwide. And the first edition, uh, I think, was released in 2010. And the second edition just last year, 2019. So Kevin also teaches classes and speaks on design, brand, and innovation at different universities and design schools. So Kevin is obviously an expert in brand building and that's why I really wanted to have him on our podcast today to talk more about the process of brand building. Hello Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So in your book, uh, Brand Identity Essentials, you lay a foundation for brand building and I really like how you uh, give a ton of examples, uh, really world-class design, examples and you really organize all this information into a clear framework because there are so many different terms and aspects uh, when it comes to brand building so basically your book uh, in your book you divide brand building into three steps essential tools essential decisions and essential strategies Uh, so in the first part you talk about brand expression. So, so for designers, this would be like an overview of the creative tools that at your disposal. And for our listeners who are leaders, you can just uh, make better decisions once you, once you understand the palette of those creative tools that you can use to build your brand. Uh, so I wanted to start, can you just walk us through some of those essential tools for brand expression? that we should leverage when it comes to uh, designing a brand identity system. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you for that introduction. Uh, yeah, so um, our, our work on uh, brand identity essentials and our trying to identify principles that designers and marketing people can use to construct brands was really uh, generated by sort of the idea that, you know, a lot of people talk about uh, brand building and and, but not everyone has the right, I guess in our minds, kind of the, you know, the right vocabulary or the way to think about it. So the structure that we've, uh, you know, created is a way to sort of walk through this. So as you described, we have, we talk about tools, decisions, and strategies. So starting with, starting with tools, um, you know, it's kind of the basic layer of, you know, things that we might, you know, in the most conventional way, think about building brands, the things that are sometimes the most tangible uh, expression. So we, we walk through things like, you know, color, imagery, typography, shape, contrast, dimension, you know, the kind of physical, you know, dimensions that are, uh, that are ways of uh, constructing kind of an expression. 
And yeah. for, each of, for each of these layers, we actually walk through um, kind of the basic use, but then also how they're used in patterns and how kind of it, it ladders up to kind of a philosophy. Right. Um, so basically in your book, you, uh, uh, you talk about tools like image code, typography, shape, contrast, dim uh, dimension, symbols, voice, consistency, story, and time. I just wanted to read this, read through uh, uh, those uh, key uh, subjects, so just to give our listeners an, an um, idea of what's in the book. Uh, so basically, uh, in the first chapter, you talk about uh, different, those different essential tools, and, and, and you give examples of how you can use them, right? That's so, right. Uh, can, you, can you just uh, give us some, uh, perhaps some, some of the examples of famous brands so that we can all relate and understand Absolutely. So we, as we work through, you know, uh, certain, you know, there, there are things like, especially if you think about logos and <clears throat> one yes, of the, yes. one of the premises of the book, in fact, you know, we have a, a, an image of an iceberg on the, on the front because we think about, you know, conventionally we think about brands as kind of the things that you see the most, the tip of the iceberg, if you will, but there's a lot more underneath, but the things that you see are these, these ideas of color image typography. So if you think about the, you know, they're very famous brands, of course, that are, uh, that use, you know, uh, very, you know, clear sort of color designations. I mean, the, the sort of iconic brands, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, IBM or, uh, you know, BP or brands that we all conventionally know that, that you know, that, that use color in a very identifying kind of a way. Um, similarly, images. So if we think about, you know, the Starbucks logo or we think about logos that, um, use imagery in a way that is uh, that is very recognizable. Um, these are these are cues for indicating kind of the brand and a way to move toward um, these uh, kind of sort of physical expressions of the brand. And that they're in our minds, they are expressions of kind of the strategic direction. But these are kind of the I guess as we see them, kind of these essential tools or building blocks um, from a visual standpoint to start thinking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Uh... So yeah, so so basically, the first chapter is all about the aesthetics, how uh, how we um, uh, all the visuals, right? Uh, what we see, uh, and, and and I like also this metaphor that you use, this iceberg metaphor. Iceberg metaphor. I think this is really clever, and uh, and uh, you guys. So if if you want to check check out the book, because um, you're gonna see it on the on the cover. And uh, so, as uh, Kevin described, everything that is above the water, like if you look at the icebergs, so only a small part sticks out above the water. Uh, and this is what we can see, but actually there is a lot, like a big part of the iceberg below the water, which is uh, brand strategy and all the decisions that you make, right? All the research that you do. So uh, this brings us closer actually to, to, the, to the second uh, chapter, and so, which is, first was essential tools, and the second is essential decisions. So can you give us just an overview of uh, what we can expect from, uh, you know, from this part of the book, and uh, what's that all about? Sure. So the way we think about it is, if we think about the, the essential tools as being the things that are, let's say, just above the water, water line of the iceberg, um, carrying that metaphor forward, you can think about these decisions decisions as maybe where are just below the, the water line. So we think about them as 
you know, there are decisions that brand builders need to make that would inform some of those aesthetic choices. So the things we list are things like psychology, wit, trends, media, personalization, process, prototyping. There are a number of things that are, you know, really uh, ways in which that would in should inform your thinking. You know, should it inform which tools you use. You know, so so in, in our minds, you know, many of these things are kind of like, um, you know, you can think about it like a dial. You know, so we think about you know the idea of wit, for example. Is this supposed to be a funny brand or not such a funny brand? And or personalization. Are we trying to seek increasing amounts of personalization or are we not seeking? Or even things that are a little bit deeper in terms of the role of prototyping and how you think about process. You know, how are you going to get there? So these, these are kind of decisions that you make along the way that help inform your process and help inform some of those, those expressions of the brand that you would be using the tools for. Right. So just to sum up for our listeners, so in the second chapter, what you can expect is, so once you know all, uh, once you have an idea about all those different uh, components and, and the visual uh, uh, building blocks, as, as you said, as you mentioned earlier, then uh, you need to just, uh, you need to focus on, on, on uh, decisions. You, you need to make some decisions that will inform those create, this creative expression and all those building blocks. So in terms of the color, typography, whether it is a brand mark or a, or a word mark and so on, why, 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 why? So, so all the decisions that you need to make that will inform the, uh, the aesthetics of the brand, right? So including things like, uh, as you mentioned, psychology, all the trends, uh, uh, personalization, and also how you approach the process and prototyping. Uh, uh, and things like that. You also mentioned, uh, you know, uh, uh, there is a, a part uh, that talks about understanding your customers, which I really think is is key element. So can we talk more about that? Uh, how do you see, uh, you know, uh, understanding target audience uh, as uh, in the process of building brands? Absolutely. And, and, you know, so the, in fact, the name of our firm is People Design and our orientation is to think very much you know, deeply about um, being user-centered um, and usability, but also customer-centered in the broader sense. Um, so, so much of brand building um, is about the customer. We often think about it as an exercise and brand building is really fundamentally a communication and it's a communication between you and your customer. And it, I, with any decent communication, it's 50% it's me and it's 50% you. So you have to understand your customer thoroughly in order to communicate with them clearly. So the importance of doing research and digging deep to understand uh, where your customer is coming from is, um, is, is, a, is a critical part of this. And in fact, gets you know, really closer to kind of the, the strategic thinking that should be the fundamentals of the brand building. Right, and, and this also, be, and now, so now it's, it's a good time to talk about essential strategies. So, um, so in the third chapter of your book, you, you, you talk about things like uh, doing research, uh, conducting some research and, and knowing, uh, getting to know your competitors in and out and what they do right and what they do wrong. And so we can see some gaps and and, and, and claim that space and, and position our brand uh, 
So can you just give us an overview of what to expect in, in the third chapter of your book and, and what, what those uh, essential strategies are all about? Absolutely. So the, the strategies, if, you, if we continue with kind of the iceberg metaphor, the yes, strategies yes. might be the deepest part of this, right? So they're, they're, you know, another way to think about it is kind of these fundamental parts. Um, they're, they're, it's the, the philosophies that should be kind of governing these choices that are, that are higher up on the ladder. So there are things like, you know, making, uh, you know, important uh, strategic choices about things like, what is your attitude toward change or the competition or originality? You know, a lot of a lot of designers in particular struggle with, you know, being original and what does originality mean and how, how important that is or is not. How at least do things like positioning, you know, market positioning and the company positioning um, users and research, uh, which is to say, as we touched on a moment ago, the significance of using research as a tool to better understand your customer and understand the marketplace and understand the business context, and understand other kinds of the social context um, of what you're doing even your commitment to the overall program and how you sort of think about it, um, how you think about customer touch points and systems of experience, and even more kind of aspirationally things of, you know, what inspires the brand and what's the brand's fundamental purpose. Now we are going to take a quick break here, but we will be right back. Listen, my mission is to help people design iconic brands. So whether you're a business leader who wants to be more intentional with branding and all of its aspects, or you are a creative who wants to attract powerful clients and truly be able to help them with branding, then you need to start with a discovery session and then develop a strategy that will inform all your creative work. And everything you need to learn how to do that, you can find in my online courses at ebegdesign.com forward slash shop, where I share with you my worksheets, case studies, video tutorials, and other additional resources to help you feel safe and strong about your process. Now let's get back to our conversation with Kevin Budelman. So the way the way the book is arranged, it, as it moves from kind of these, you know, as we move from the top to the bottom of the iceberg, it's moving from kind of these more, let's say, tangible issues to kind of more conceptual ones. Um, in some case, in some ways, the actual process for building brands might actually move in the reverse direction. Uh, very often yeah. does for the work that we do. Um, but it's just, it, you know, the book is structured in such a way to try to walk walk you through these things. So these, these essential strategies in any case are, are, you know, sometimes the hardest and most, they might seem the most abstract or esoteric kinds of issues, but they're really, you know, getting clarity there makes the rest of it easier. Right. Um, uh, right. And, and, and this is also that crossed my mind. So, so uh, you start with, with the visuals and then you move into decisions and then to strategies, but, but uh, just because it's easier to understand understand it this way, right? But when you approach uh, a, a brand, uh, branding projects, uh, sometimes it just goes the, the opposite. You start with the strategies actually, right? That's right. Based on those strategies, you make some important decisions and you already know or uh, what what are the tools in your arsenal? What what like uh, what, what are the, those building blocks that we can use to build that perception and you know in terms of uh, how we can uh, manage that uh, brand perception. That's right, exactly. So you know important decisions or for important work around you know research and the market 
and how that leads to decisions about, and, or for that matter, the purpose of the brand, why you even exist, um, and can lead to decisions about positioning. And, you know, so these sort of fundamental pieces, th those decisions would inform, you know, the next level of decision making, which has to do with things like, you know, um, personalization or your attitude toward media or trends. So the relationship between, you know, how you feel, what is your attitude about change in the competition should inform, you know, how you feel about trends, for example, or how to use media. And do you need to be, you know, are, are you a, a brand that changes a lot or is a brand that remains fairly static? Um, that, that would influence your decisions about things like um, what medium, what media you, you are participate in or um, how you think about trends. And then those things ladder up to your tone of voice or the way you use even the, the visual and creative elements um, kind of in the more tangible way. So you can kind of think about how these, these, these decisions are, they're independent pieces that we've tried to identify in this framework, but they're of all, of all of course, they all are related to one another um, as, you, as you go through the exercise of building a brand. Right, so, so uh, each, brand, uh, each brand is different, right? So every client is different. And I know that uh, you, you are the expert in, in human-centric design, right? Um, yeah. And um, so just to give us some examples. So for example, th th there is a new brand. Uh, uh, there is a new startup. And uh, what would be the process of... Uh, can you just give us like... Uh, step-by-step uh, -step, uh, process of how do you approach new branding projects? Sure. So, I, you know, in, in, the, in the broadest sense, if we're, if we're referring to the framework in the book, you know, we started kind of these, the, the ones that are at the bottom of the iceberg or at the last section of the book and actually move forward. Um, we, had, we did it in the reverse order from the book, mostly just to introduce the more simple ideas to the more abstract ones. But um, yeah, as a process, you know, we would, we would think about these things, their most conceptual strategies first about, you know, the, the positioning of the company and the purpose um, and how it relates to systems thinking, what's the organization trying to achieve. Then that should lead to decisions. And so we, we often think about that as finding focus. Um, from there, we might think about how other kinds of decisions align with those, uh, those strategies. So decisions you might make about how to invest and um, in, in prototyping and process and personalization and media and so on, uh, the, these essential decisions, this middle layer, are informed by those initial choices. And then that's a great way, way to start building uh, basically what become more commonly understood as kind of creative briefs, which is to say, you know, what is the kind of tangible creative exercise around things like what's the story um, what level of consistency, what's the tone of voice, um, what kind of sim symbols, and all in, into those, again, those kind of visual building blocks of color and typography and, and, and so on, um, which are all the result of other decisions. So we think about it as how do you start to inspire action using these, these essential tools. So our, our process would be to start at the deepest uh, kinds of issues and then move up toward the surface. Okay, that, that makes it clear. Uh, so, so uh, when we talk about things like brand touch points, right, and define, defining the scope of work, is this that is? Uh, do I understand it well? Is this is it the second step? Is it where where decisions are 
uh, being made uh, about the investment with your client. Uh, because, you know, oftentimes what happens is um, uh, clients have some idea of what they expect or what they want, what needs to, uh, what, what kind of deliverables they are looking for. For example, a new logo, they, they need a rebrand and, and they have all those marketing materials and they need a new website and things like that. But sometimes they just uh, think they, they need one thing, but uh, if, if they truly need, if they truly want to rebrand and, and grow and, and expand, uh, we as consultants uh, uh, can, you know, work with them to just like open their eyes or, 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 or try to show them what uh, other elements uh, we could do in order to bring that consistency across all the brand touch points. So just, I just wanted to ask you, like, what's your process and uh, when those decisions are, are uh, uh, like, about when it comes to brand touch points, how do you define the scope of work? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, the truth is, I mean, so one of the things that we kind of describe in the, inter, in, in the introduction is, let's say, sitting on top of all of these things. So this, this book outlines these three sections, and we have 100 principles. There's basically 33 in each of these sections. And it's, you know, all very kind of structured and neat, neat, neatly packaged in a way to try to make it, you know, into sort of bite-sized pieces that are comprehensible. I think at the highest level, though, brand building is about creating meaningful experiences. So there's meaning and then there's experience. So the first part from our perspective is to try to go after meaning. Meaning is relative to the audience you're trying to reach, to the business you're working with, to you know, what is the, this deeper sort of sense of what, the, what, what is it intended to mean. And then building the experience um, is, this, is the second step to answer your question specifically. But the truth is building experiences is a very iterative uh, kind of a process. It happens on a macro level, meaning the experience of various players in the marketplace, influencers, different kinds of customers, how you know the value chain, that kind of thing, um, all the way down to very micro decisions about you know the user experience on an application or a package, package or a printed piece or or an environment. Um, each of these things are part of a broader experience. So experience, the idea of designing for experience or sometimes is described as service design today. Um, we think about service design as kind of this, you know, it's a time-based medium. I mean, you know, customers interact with the brand along the way through their, through kind of a customer journey. And there are many, many kinds of touch points, many kinds of interactions. And so much of what we're trying to advocate in the book here and for brand builders is to increase the level of intentionality of those interactions. And this is what something that often clients uh, don't always understand that, you know, it really, there's this, there's a famous quote that says you cannot not communicate. So every interaction your customer has with an organization is a reflection of the brand. And that's, that's a, that's a touch point or that's an interaction. And as we, we talk about in the book, you know, every interaction is kind of an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, build towards something positive for the brand or it's a or it can be something that it would erode the perception of the brand so being clear about you know things like you know the brand meaning and um you know sometimes we think about it as the perception goal what is it you want the customer to think about the brand um and then how does that how does that strategic decision inform what actions you take to affect the experience and the experience is 
is is articulated in many of the things in the first couple of chapters of the of the book, where we get into you know, individual decisions and tools that help to construct an experience that has the desired effect. Sure. And, and the last thing uh, I, I wanted to uh, talk about, which is also very important, uh, I think, uh, and you talk about this in the book quite a lot, is uh, brand standards, right? So what's the import, like, uh, because I'm talking just from my own experience, uh, so small businesses and startups sometimes don't realize the importance of having a uh, 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 brand guidelines document or style guide. Can, can you talk about that and about the importance of, you know, having those rules and principles in place so that everyone who's working on the brand, I'm not just talking about uh, when, when it comes to brand identity, but also when it comes to, you know, uh, designing other marketing materials uh, further down the road in, in, uh, and everyone who is going to work on that brand whether this in-house or uh, you hire uh, this brand, uh, this business hire, hire, uh, hires other agencies, other contractors. Uh, uh, so can we talk about now the, the importance of having those guidelines in place so that uh, everyone who's working on the brand can ensure that consistency and, you know, and, and, that, and that clarity so, so we can build that perception in, in the customer's minds. Absolutely. So I think, um, it is one of the things that, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, a critical piece of this. So consistency, and we have, you know, a few chapters that talk specifically about consistency. Um, it's one of the things that's sometimes overlooked. It's, it's, it, you would think that it would be well understood. I mean, most of us who uh, walk around and kind of in most environments and experience brands on a daily basis are familiar with certain brands that we may interact with regularly, retail brands. Um, even some B2B brands, depending on kind of the, where you work and live. And um, one of the things that, you know, brands that you may admire, um, you admire them in part because of what they, the products or services that they offer and the way they express themselves. But a lot of it is they're recognizable because they're consistent. And I think the question of consistency, you know, to some degree, it's a choice. There are some brands that choose to be very, very consistent. It's always this particular way. Other brands are consistent in other ways. They might look different or, uh, or sound, uh, uh, they might sound a little different, but it seems like the underlying uh, kind, of, kind of meaning of the brand is kind of more stable. The way to uh, evangelize consistency is through standards, usually. So standards are a way, one in, in sort of on, on sort of fundamental ways, um, it's a way to execute on programs and in a way to ensure that the basic, and you could even walk through some of the, these three kind of sections of the book as we have today, you know, you can think about it in terms of fundamental creative building blocks. Are the colors the same? Is the logo the same? Uh, does it have the same treatment or the same distance from the edge of the, you know, screen or the paper? Um, are there, you know, are there certain, you know, visual elements that are, that remind you and help you, you know, are, you're, you know, evoke the same kind of memory. You're trying to create a kind of a, a consistent and memorable perception in, in the mind of the customer. But then ultimately you can walk through into these deeper issues too, because 
you know, on some level, a brand standard can help document kind of the specifications of implementation so that advertising programs and websites and applications and things look the same on some surface level. But then it often also gets into increasingly deeper issues. We, we even get into this idea of almost like a brand Bible. Many, many uh, organizations have started to see real value in starting to produce uh, a narrative that helps to uh, not just... Uh, uh, you know, make it relevant for people who implement marketing materials, let's say, but also is helpful for recruiting and helpful for other people in the organization to understand, especially as you get closer to this idea of a organizational purpose. Um, these purpose statements can be very meaningful for literally anybody in the company. So the idea of a standard and the idea of what a brand is, that meaning can be valuable for customers and a way to keep kind of the, the outward facing presence the same, but it also can be kind of a uh, kind of a center of gravity for an organization that can be very helpful to help move toward greater internal alignment and um, kind of adherence to a strategic direction. Sure. Uh, yes. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, it, uh, this is a good point here. So just to sum up for our listeners, you know, your brand sta uh, standards, or, or style guide is not just about those um, uh, essential tools that uh, you describe in your, in the first chapter, which you know how to use the logo, how to use the colors, what kind of type uh, typeface should you use, what sizes, the spacing, layout, and things like that. Other graphic elements to ensure that consistency. This is very important, but also. Uh, it goes beyond that, and, 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 and you can include some of the strategic decisions, right? So you mentioned things like uh, your purpose statements, uh, perhaps core values, uh, or other brand strategy components that will just help you uh, with align, align your team internally uh, and everyone on, on, on and, and achieve some also like, uh, collective collective purpose and collective goal as a brand and and, and, and just go beyond visuals and aesthetics and, and, and define uh, what define a culture a brand culture that's right it really does it's interesting how branding as an exercise has become um, you know on some level again it, there's there's kind of more straightforward marketing concerns and you know the way many people might think about it but it definitely has become increasingly kind of a way to think about, you know, organizing around a purpose and, and kind of a, a, a belief system and how, how a business is ultimately adding value to its customers is all is sort of the, the fundamental parts of what a brand is. And the rest of these individual decisions are all should be informed by that. And then certainly, we'll, you know, it's a philosophy that we evangelize with our clients and um, a lot of um, you know organizations that we've had the privilege of working with that we admire, I mean a lot of leaders, um, they they seem to you know embody these ideas, and I think that the companies often and the brands that we ad admire often um, they seem to uh, have these kinds of uh, this kind of internal uh, understanding of of these concepts, um, and you know really the book is trying to you know trying to give uh, brand builders kind of a scaffolding a way to kind of, you know, put a, put a, a finger hold or a toe hold to help build and build a vocabulary to, to construct, uh, to construct meaningful brands. Right. 
So uh, as we are approaching uh, the, the end of uh, our episode, I just wanted to sum up for our listeners. So basically what we've talked about by the different components and, and, and concepts behind brand building, but you, uh, j- just to give our listeners an overview of what to expect from the book. Uh, so basically uh, in your book, you bring all those different branding concepts and, 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 and terms together and you, and you provide structure to so so that uh, so that you can just you know talk about brand building like a pro and just organize your framework and organize your works and it's both for for the, for the leaders for business owners uh, and also for designers uh, who want to get better it's just going to become going to be better designers and um, yeah so we talk about uh, things like uh, brand touch points. Uh, uh, creative tools that you can use, um, brand psychology and brand standards or, or style guides. Uh, so as we are approaching the end of our episode, I, I just wanted to uh, ask you about how to how our listeners can find more about you and the work you do and how to get in touch with you. Uh, and I will include those links in the description. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so, so again, the book is uh, Brand Identity Essentials. And, um, you know, as, as we've been discussing, it has uh, this, this framework and, the, fr- and the, the book is organized into these chapters and into these framework. The, the framework itself is part of the book. And we've, we've also included in the book, in fact, um, some additional materials that have been helpful for, um, for brand managers as well as educators and so on, because we've constructed basically tools that are brand audit, you know, audits that you can use. Uh, a brand fundamentals uh, course, you know, so people can use for, for teaching brands and, and the framework itself. So all of these things are, are as well as links to how you can get the book um, are available from the website, uh, brand-identity-essentials.com. Um, it's also available, you know, through all the usual booksellers, Amazon and so on. It's actually been translated into uh, six languages at this point. And so it's been, you know, so from the first edition to the second, which just came out this past year. And um, you can find out information about me at uh, my company's website. Uh, it's peopledesign.com. And in fact, there's a lot of book information about the book as well and kind of our philosophy about how we, how we pursue these things. And um, uh, yeah, so we, the book has been uh, well-received and, we're, and it's been, it's been a, 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 it was a joy to work on and it's been helpful for us even today as we continue to pursue with our clients. Thank you, Kevin, so much for coming on the show. And I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for the invitation. I I really appreciate uh, being able to talk about uh, my work in in the book. So this is it for today's episode. And make sure to go and check out Kevin's website and follow him on social media. And you can find all the links on this episode's page at ebekdesign.com forward slash podcast forward slash 8. So thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my podcast for more tips on branding, strategy and design. This was Arek Dvorniczak from ebekdesign.com.